Welcome to the No Toes Down podcast at BitCat Country and SB Nation. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at No Toes Down and email us at notoesdown at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe and rate us. Well, guys, it's not the end of the world. It was a tough loss, but the Jags hung in there. And I think I think for the most part, people are pretty optimistic, pretty positive, because it seems like we finally might have a quarterback. We might have an offense. We have a receiver. So while the loss hurts in, in Charlotte and getting beat by Carolina, um, beating ourselves a little bit, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, I know. And they only lost by seven points. Um, I will say, though, I think you need to have track and field sprinters on the team because clearly Carolina was killing it at track and field over there. Well, it might feel like that, but when the defense is not impeding uh, Carolina, well, then all you need is fast people because it was basically fastest person to the end zone. And that's not what defense is all about. That's not what it's set out to be. You got to get in the guy's way. Wow. Who knew that? Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not the end of the world. Like I said, the Jags are two and three and I think there's a lot of optimism and, you know, losses like this in the past are are really hurtful and, you know, keep me down and depressed. You've seen it firsthand, but I think it was okay. I think there's still a lot of fight left in this team. They showed it yesterday and I think they're going to show it for the rest of the season. I hope so. I mean, it's much needed. That's for sure. Me too. Well, let's recap the game. Let's get into it. Uh, we'll go with the bad to start and then talk about the good because there was a bit of both. But, you know, let's start with turnovers first. Two self-inflicted fumbles in the first half that basically led to two touchdowns. One with Seth Devolve running into Minshew as he was trying to hand it off. Don't know who's at fault there, but regardless, not a good look for the team. And then later on in the in the second quarter, Andrew Norwell, our, you know, heavily heavily paid left guard supposed to be the left guard of the franchise be there for years again just major gaffes and he gets pushed right back by someone who's probably 60 pounds lighter than him right back into Minshew basically causes the fumble Carolina picks it up runs it for six all of a sudden the Jags are down 14 just because people on our own team are running into our quarterback yeah that doesn't make any sense I don't even I just it's weird it is weird to run into your player i have a question for you sure. this norwell guy got paid i don't know the exact numbers let's say about 60 million dollars for you know being being with the jags for four or five years do you think it could be a situation where he finally got paid and do you think he's kind of happy and all right i got paid this is what i worked for i don't have to work as hard anymore because he was the best guard in football two years ago. And since he's been with the Jaguars, he has not been good. It's possible, but I wouldn't say it's necessarily the money. He's probably on the field, just maybe absent-minded or not paying attention fully. Again, maybe that could be caused by the money. Not no studying as hard. Yeah, but he's obviously not present and that's, that's a problem. Yeah, you would have never anticipated this happening uh, two years ago. I guess the main thing is, can people stop running into the jockstrap king? We need him clean and free to be able to throw that ball all over the field. Okay, the second one, obviously, we all saw it. It hurt the run defense, our defensive line, our linebackers, 
just struggled. Our safeties weren't there to help. You know, we put a lot of money into that defensive line and they're not be able to stop it. I mean, the holes were huge coming through the line. And I know the linebackers are supposed to fill those holes, make the tackles. They were out of place. And like Nicole said earlier, all you needed to be was a sprinter. Exactly. You know, you had Christian McCaffrey, who hats off, is probably the best player in the NFL, probably in the lead for MVP. So good for him. But after they knocked him out of the game, this other guy comes in. What was his name? Reggie Bonifon? Never heard of him. Who? Is that your Reggie? Not my Reggie. Jeez. And he runs on one of his first plays for 60 yards, untouched again, looking like a track star. It hurts. And to keep giving the the offense the ball and they come back and score and it's back into the game and the defense just gives up a big run like that, it's crippling. And, you know, with the fumbles and with the huge run plays, you just can't win the game. And the third thing that we got to harp on again, penalties. This needs to stop. Keeps hurting the team. It led to seven points for the Panthers on the first drive. We had a couple face masks that, you know, if those don't happen, Jags probably get off the field, maximum giving three points, but that's not what happened. Um, and the Jags came into this game 27th in penalties. And, you know, they had another nine. Eight, was it eight? Was it nine? Yeah, they had another nine penalties for 84 yards. And, you know, while you see the discipline getting a little bit better, no more taunting, no more acting like front runners when you're losing. Still, it's penalties all over the field, and, you know, those are crippling. I think uh, Doug Marone needs to, you know, that video we saw of them getting a day off, and they were more excited about that than the win? Yeah, last win, right, in Denver? Yeah. 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 I think what he needs to start doing is if they're the cause of a penalty, then you owe him a day off. I think that's a good one. That would be good because if they're more excited about days off than wins, well... It's a really good point. Interesting perspective. Okay. That's why you're here, right? You want to talk about some of the good stuff? All right. Let's do that. Okay. Gardner Minshew. Ooh. You want to start with him or do you want me? You just start. Okay. I love talking about this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we, we mentioned he had a couple fumbles, but, you know... The Jags are down 21-7 in years past. That game was a write-off. And you just felt with this guy, no, it isn't a write-off. And he keeps putting the team in good positions other than when he's fumbling, but he's a rookie. And he's throwing the ball. He's in the pocket making plays, moving around, hitting receivers everywhere, running. I think he threw for 375 yards and two touchdowns, which is woo-wee. That's Tom Brady numbers. That's Gardner Minshew numbers, not Tom Brady. The jockstrap king. Exactly. He couldn't even hold his (laughs) jockstrap. But, uh, yeah, he's throwing the ball over the field and really hitting DJ Chark. Their chemistry is becoming incredible. And that's the next guy we need to talk about, DJ Chark. He looks like one of the best receivers in the league from a guy who caught barely nothing last year, and now he's – running past defenders, running ins, running corners, whatever. The ball is within five feet of his hands. He catches it. He comes down with it. And he had a career game. Eight catches, 164 yards, two touchdowns. It looks like it should have been a third touchdown. Should have been. That's for sure. Yeah. But, you know, it didn't really matter. Fournette ended up punching in. But him and Minshew, just, just amazing positives all game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, do you want to go to what did they mean? 
Yes, we shall. And we're going to do it a little different today. And hopefully going forward, this will be a good test run and give us your feedback, what you think. But rather than us reading the quotes, we are going to play the quotes themselves. And you can real, really feel the, uh, the angst that w- was in the voices or the joy that was in the voices of the, of the team themselves. So the first quote here is coming from our one and only jockstrap king. Avi. Avi. <laughs> And uh, one of the reporters asked him about, you know, why it took so long to get the run game going going and took in the second half. And, you know, Gardner had this to say. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're good defense. Like, it's not, it's not easy to do. You can't just run out, like, draw up plays and say, oh, that's going to work every time. You know, but we had a lot of persistence by our offensive line. They grinded it out. Leonard kept, kept going. He got frustrating, but he stayed positive, and we worked through it. So what do you think Gardner was implying there? Well, you know, he tried. He did his very best. Um, there isn't an I in the word team. So I don't think he's going to claim fault on anyone. And he's being very realistic at the end of the day. He's just being human. It's not always going to go according to plan when you have a play. So, Yeah, I agree with that. I think he was probably a little annoyed with the question. It's not like he's saying he's saying, well, you just can't drop the play and expect it to work. Although Carolina said they ran the same play like over and over and over again yesterday and it worked every time. But usually that's not the case. But he's saying you can't just draw it up, expect it to work. So sometimes it takes time. It's the NFL. You're not just going to drop a play and score a touchdown every time. So he's probably kind of annoyed. But knowing him, he stays calm, cool, collected, yeah, yeah. cool as a cucumber. Okay, second one. Uh, we got Yannick Ngakwe's first appearance on what did they really mean? And uh, he was asked about in making in-game adjustments, if that should be able to shut the run game down and stop Carolina. And this is what he had to say. I mean, you will hope you can, I'm sorry, you will hope you can get that corrected within the uh, first half. But unfortunately, today wasn't a day um, where we could really, you know, get that corrected. But at the end of the day, we just got to go back to the drawing board and just see what minor things we could fix. What do you think Unique was implying there? Because I think I know. I'm not 100% sure. I want to hear your take on it, actually. <laughs> Well, I think he's basically saying, hey, normally you're supposed to be able to make the corrections and stop it, and we couldn't do it. So maybe a low-key call out the coach, call out the coaches. I mean, the guys were – Carolina was running all first half, and then it just continued in the second half. And he's like, hey, normally you can make that change, but for today, for whatever reason, we couldn't. So probably calling out the coaches a little bit. Might be, might be. But, yeah, yeah it's kind of an interesting um, response to that question, really. Yeah. Okay, and the third quote coming from Miles Jack, who's been on, you know, we've talked about him a couple of times. He really struggled. And the reporter asked, you know, about the defense looking in the mirror to fix things. And, you know, Miles was honest about it. And here's what he had to say. Yeah, um, I mean, we, we definitely got to be better. We're, we're, we're fortunate to have an offense that can bail us out. You know what I mean? So it's, it's kind of weird for me being in this situation because I'm so used to, you know, being the defense that, you know, is the savior. So, um, yeah, we, we just got to tighten up. You know what I mean? We got to come back um, and we got to play better. We got to start out faster. I don't know what that will take because um, teams are jumping out on us and then we're playing catch up. So we just got to stop doing that. And I don't know what that is. Thoughts on uh, Miles? Well, I will say he's giving, at least he's giving the right props to the offensive team, right? Like they, they can recognize that they're doing a phenomenal job. Um, 
For me, I think where I take issue with him saying they need to be better is, yes, they need to be better, but he doesn't sound motivated or mad enough to, like, I don't hear that power behind it. It's like, yeah, I know, we just need to do better. It's like, oh, yeah, we need to do better. It's like, yeah, and, and even at the end of that quote, he says, yeah, we just need to be better, and I don't know what that is. Bro, this is the NFL. You just got paid 60 mil. You got to find out what that is. Exactly. You're the captain on defense. You're the guy who puts the defense together. You're the leader. So I don't know what he meant, but I don't care because he needs to figure his shit out. Yeah, absolutely. That's not okay. And to his credit, he admitted that. He said this one's on him, but this is the second time this year he's already been saying that. So, you know, actions speak louder than words, as you taught me. Absolutely. All right, you want to go around, not the league, but just the AFC South? Absolutely. All right. So the Titans lost to the Bills and seems like they remain a confusing team. Why do you think that's the case? The Titans? Yeah. I don't know. They've been like that forever. They're the the classic eight and eight team. They'll win one game. They'll lose one game. They beat the teams they're not supposed to. They lose to the teams that they're supposed to win. So who knows? They're the Titans. Titan going Titan. Don't worry about them. Not like remember the Titans. Oh, that would be a good team. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Texans beat the Falcons. How do you think the Texans are going to continue the season? They're also a little bit inconsistent, less less so than the Titans, but they just have better skill players. They got Deshaun Watson. They have amazing receivers. So they're my they're worrisome, and you know they've already beaten the Jags once. So if if anyone's gonna win the AFC South. It seems like it could be the Texans, but, you know, the Jags can overcome that, right? Yeah, they can. Okay, good. Okay. Colts beat the Chiefs, um, held them to 10 points, which was impressive and unexpected. Yeah, I never saw that coming. Everyone basically penciled that as a loss for the Colts. They came through. They stopped the best offense with the defense. They were injured, and that was a shocking win, and that gives a lot of confidence to the Colts, so... You know, not a good outcome for the Jags, but hey, we're only in week five. We got a long way to go. Um, so for now, the Jaguars are one game back of Houston and Indy. So got to dig back out of the hole. They always seem like they have to dig out of a hole, don't they? <laughs> well, I know it's never easy for the Jags. It would be nice if they could have won and been on the top, right? But for now, they're not. But they're young. They're on the rise. They got a quarterback. They got a receiver. Fournette. Um, They just need a little sprinkle of Minshew magic. Yeah. And they'll be fine. Yeah, I think so. That's early. We got this. Yeah. Okay, do you want to do our famous segment, What Would Blake Do? Ooh, Blakey Blake. All right, I'll ask you the question this time. This is pretty good. We were watching that Cowboys-Packers game, and we saw the clapper. (laughs) Jason Garrett. Get angry at the refs over a call. Take that red challenge flag out of his pocket and spike it with the most ferociousness Jason Garrett has ever shown on TV. Usually he is emotionless. You were even saying during the game, is this guy on like tranquilizers or something? He wasn't just no emotion. And he slammed that thing right in the ref's face. So my question to you, what if that was Blake angry and he was in the clapper's spot and he had to throw that flag towards the ref? How do you think he would have done it? Thrown it towards the ref? Mm-hmm. Oh, he would have thrown it, but I don't think it would have gotten to the ref. It would have been like five yards short or something. Because <laughs> he sucks? 
as he's playing. <laughs> Blake, shots fired. But I think you're right. He probably would have missed him and no one would have seen it. And yeah, game continues on. The game would Nothing have continued. And then later someone would say, oh, a bird just flew off with some red garbage on the field. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's a good one. Well, I don't want to do this, but I feel like it's almost that obligation. We got to talk about Jalen and Ramsey. So after the game, apparently he was in Houston seeing a back specialist quotations. And after the game, he was seen on Instagram with Deshaun Watson, Houston's quarterback at some restaurant or bar, having a good time. And obviously that's going to, Madden the Jaguars fans a bit and you know maybe the other players as well you're a social media savant what do you think about that move um he's doing it on purpose it seems like maybe to like trying to like rub it in right yeah he's definitely trying to piss someone off I don't know if it's the fans per se but he's trying to send a message that we obviously don't I wouldn't say the fans don't get the fans can see what's going on and aware of what's going on but he is basically trying to push some buttons for someone specifically. Yeah, I think you're right. I bet if the Jags won, he doesn't get that that picture posted or he tells whoever's taking it, don't post it because I feel like he just wants to rub it in and jab the Jags. And if they won, he'd be like, oh shit, I can't really do that. Yeah, or unless he's going into blogging now and he wants to be an Instagram model. I don't know. Yeah, That's another pretty thing. low, but whatever. Let's not spend too much time on him. But to be honest, I think we kind of need him next week. So hopefully this back issue is fixed. Uh, If we're going to have him for any game this year, it would be this one. So he can guard Michael Thomas, take him out of the game. Because if they can't stop Michael Thomas and the Saints next week, it's going to be a tough challenge. So Jalen, come back, play one game, then do your thing again. Maybe maybe he's getting deep deets on plays and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think so. He was in Houston, not New Orleans. Well, I want to ask you, though, so Jags are two and three after five weeks, you know, not the worst record, the way things have played out, you know, they could be a little better, to be honest. They've lost a couple close games, but they also won one very close game. And, you know, Big Dick Nick's been out when that happened. We thought season over. But how do you think, you know, the fans are feeling? What's the pulse of the Jacksonville Jaguar fans right now? You know, outside of all the drama that's going on, I think if I was just watching the games without knowing everything going on in the background, I'd actually be pretty happy, to be honest. Yeah, why? Because Minshew's doing a great job. Mm -hmm. Um, The losses have been very close. Not like, you know, 32-0 or... Those oh, sort right. of devastating losses. Yeah, but they're keeping it exciting. Yeah, they keep it exciting. It's close. Um, they're playing somewhat well. <laughs> Say that with cautionary. Yeah, yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> but they are doing good. So I think the fans are better than we would have expected in the beginning when Nick was injured. Yeah, I think that's fair. I've never heard, you know, again, just listening to the radio shows and the podcast, even though they lost, people were like, hey, but they were in it. They had a chance. And and we've never really had that. And people really seem sold on Minshew. And it's still too early to tell, in my opinion. But, you know, there's a chance they found their guy. And if you have a quarterback and the rest of the team is so, so suspect, you can still win games. Yeah. Yeah. So 
going uh, to week six, Sunday, one o'clock. It's Canadian Thanksgiving, but don't worry, we'll be watching it. Yeah. <laughs> as long as there's food on the table, yes, yeah. oh, yeah. I'll be watching. We have the same American, you know, type food, but it's Canadian Thanksgiving in October. Not as big of a deal. We don't get um, a full weekend of football, but we do get the Monday off, so that's exciting. But going to be a tough game. New Orleans, it's a little easier that their star Hall of Fame quarterback is out and they're much less experienced, less, much less. Is this the yeah. season of starting quarterbacks just being out? Oh, it actually is. It actually, cause that's yeah. all I've noticed. It's like, Oh really? Yeah. Huh? So Drew Brees is out. Teddy Bridgewater will be coming in. Um, he had a good game last week, but he hasn't been a great quarterback overall throughout his career. Yeah, Jack's Jack King. So, you know, if the Jags come, play well, maybe fix the defense a bit, maybe don't give openings so track stars can just run through them. They have a chance to win, but I would caution the fan base, even if they lose. This is a tough team, a tough game, and they're two and four. Their next two games are against the the Bengals or Bungles. They're 0 and 5 or 0 and 4. And then they play the Jets, and regardless if their quarterback has mono or not still. They're not a good team. And so the Jags have two games after that against teams with a combined zero wins. So they can get to four and four. They can go halfway through the season at four and four, and you have eight more games to make your move. So, you know, regardless of what happens next, uh, this next game, I don't think that's a, it's a make or break game. I think the Jags still have a great chance to come back and make a run. Yeah, you agree? I agree. What do you think about Sam Darnold and his mono? I think someone needs to make a, a remix track of broken clavicles and having mono. <laughs> oh, not bad. You can start that. I don't have a rap career in the works, unfortunately. Okay. Hopefully what you said comes to fruition because that would be really nice. Well, five and three would be better than four and four, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. It was awesome being with you this week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.